OmegaMetroid.com is here. We're so proud to finally share our website with you, giving Metroid fans a dedicated Metroid one-stop shop for the latest news, fan creations, walkthroughs, maps, and of course, the latest episodes of the Omega Metroid podcast. That's not all. If you'd rather listen on YouTube, you can check out episodes there. And if you really want to take your Omega Metroid experience to the next level, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get access to special Discord roles, a platform on the website to promote your projects, exclusive bonus shows, and so much more. Memberships start at just as little as $1 a month. OmegaMetroid.com is the source of all this great content. So whether you're a new Metroid fan or a series veteran, OmegaMetroid.com is the place for you. Check out OmegaMetroid.com today. Welcome to the ZeldaCast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Alice and Aletha. How we doing on this long weekend, Al? Good. Do you guys get a long weekend, too, up there in Canada? Yep. Yep, Dope. we do. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I, I'm ready for it. I need a little bit of a break. Mm. Um, I have been playing the most fantastic Zelda game ever. JK, it's not that fantastic, but, like, it's very good. <laughs> I've been playing Minish Cap. Because yes. it's now available on Nintendo Switch Online. And it's so much fun. I'm glad, like, it. it's cool, and we'll talk about it later on a future episode, but it's cool because I haven't played it in so long that it feels like the first time. Awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, so our website traffic for the Minish Cap Guides is, like, phew, yeah. through the roof. So <laughs> I'm, I'm really, I'm really glad, like, a lot of people are, are checking out the Minish Cap. I've been a champion of it for a long time. I really, like, really, really, really honestly believe it's one of the best like 2d zelda games i i believe it's one of like yeah. the best zelda games actually i wouldn't um. have been facetious in uh in saying <laughs> what you said but that's just me um, i can get behind i can get behind 2d because i was thinking about it and i was like what if i had to play one of these new games that well new that are on now on nintendo switch online i would want to play minish cap versus oracles or Link's awakening so yeah minish cap has more I want to say personality. It's more unique. Very charming. It's more, yeah, it has a charm and a whimsy and just a, it just kind of has like a whole vibe about it. That that's a, It's like a happy, fun, like game that has like a tried and true gimmick, but it's used in a, in a new way. Like there's, lot, there's lots of charming stuff in that game. So I'm very excited that you are um, playing it. I'm, I'm happy. Have, yep. you, have you been playing Metroid Prime Remastered? That's the real question everybody wants to know. No. <laughs> Oh, no, I only have so much time in li- my life to play video games, and right now I'm working on Minish Cap, and I'm like really, I'm like doing all the kin stones and stuff, so taking some time. Well, that's good. So, there, yeah. there is a lot of kin stones, and I will say a downfall of Minish Cap. Although this is really like a downfall of just like early Zelda games in general, is like it mm-hmm. would have been very 
very helpful if you had some kind of like logbook of the uh, yes. of the Kinstone matching people, like where they are. I agree. Maybe even what shape. I I think they're randomly generated, like the sh like the non important ones. I think. Mm -hmm. I think so. I, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so we are what like a week and a half removed from the Nintendo Direct. Yeah. That uh, that rocked our world. Uh, <laughs> depending on who you ask. Um, so yeah, we're a week we're a week and a half away from that. Uh, dust has kind of settled. You know, everyone's kind of everyone's kind of down back to earth, come down from the high of that incredible Nintendo Direct. So uh, listen, we we put it out there into the universe that uh, we wanted your Tears of the Kingdom theories and uh, in I guess predictions if you will or just questions anything like that so you guys were awesome and you you definitely rose to the occasion and we are gonna go and spend the next hour just going through uh, some of these theories and talking about what the heck this game might be all about but before we do that i have two things that i want to talk about al okay two things and one of them i'm gonna get on a soapbox here for a second okay? oh good so uh <laughs> so anyone that doesn't want to listen to me from my soapbox yelling you can just skip ahead here a minute but like I, man, I saw like the most disgusting th thumbnail from like a, a, a YouTuber this, this last weekend. I'm not going to say who the YouTuber was. And I sent out a tweet that maybe generalized uh, the Zelda YouTubers a little bit, but like, I'm just gonna, I'm talking about this particular, this particular headlight. It's maybe so sick. And I, I just implore people, our listeners to like, not not engage with that kind of contest. So this headline was just like, like Zelda OLED confirmed or uh, crafting confirmed for Tears of the Kingdom details inside or like uh, what else? Like something something else like that, totally bogus, right? That like you could maybe infer. Like I think like you and I talked about last week, right? I think that we could probably predict with some degree of high probability that there might be weapon crafting. But we're not going to put out a podcast entitled Weapon Crafting Confirmed. We're going to give you all the details because we have no idea. We have no right. idea. Neither do, neither do these people. So I saw this and it, it, it just made me sick to my stomach. Like it, it just made me, made me sick. And so uh, this, particular, this particular YouTuber, uh, I know doesn't know anything. Like, like <laughs> I, I know him and he doesn't know a damn thing. So I was like, this is just like, it's just gross content. It's gross headlines. It's, I don't know, just, uh, it was just gross. So I just, I, I'm, I'm imploring, I'm imploring our listeners. You guys are the smartest Zelda fans uh, in, in, in the Zelda community. Don't fall for that goofy, whack, bogus, manufactured garbage. Don't do it. Like, don't. I wish I wouldn't have even seen that headline because it, it appeared on my new Twitter algorithm, which lets me see oh, people I Twitter. don't want to follow. Oh my god, it's such a mess right now. And I actually had this person muted, so I have no idea how this like appeared on my my feed. But anyways, it did, and I was just I, so I I shouldn't have, but I did. So I clicked on this dude's profile, and I started going through, and I was just like, Jesus Murphy, this is, it's the worst. It's the worst. So again. D please don't fall for that garbage. Just don't, don't do it. Please don't do it. Yeah, it's like a struggle because you see, you see a headline where it's just like, actually, I've been getting this not for Zelda, but for like this show I follow where the headline is very clearly trying to draw you in 
by saying something, but they mean something else in the post. So they were like, oh, this actor of the show has a tearful apology. And it's oh. just like, oh, is it because the show got canceled? That was my thought because that, that's what they wanted me to think. No, yeah. it was for something else. You know, it was for something that they were they, an event they couldn't go to. And it was just like, wh why? What's the point of that? Like the actor couldn't attend event issues yeah. an apology what's so bad about having an accurate true headline you right? know what i mean Instead exactly. of something exactly. like clickbaity someone someone uh pushed back a little bit they're like well in the video they're just talking about theories and stuff it's like well then maybe say maybe so. yeah how about a question mark in your title not like it not like it's fact and listen this isn't just in you know this is everywhere every headline everywhere yeah. so you know like you like you mentioned across all mediums i just I think it's because, uh, you know, I, I know this particular person and I was just like, ugh, you know, it's made, made me <laughs> it's feel like I drink some expired milk or something. What, like Ew. seeing that. Yeah. Ugh. It's horrible. Don't even get me on that thought. Blech. Horrible. Makes me think of the jelly beans from the marathon two marathons ago. Um, okay. I said I had two things I want to talk about. Actually, I actually have three. Um, so the, <laughs> the second, which is the new one, which is going to interject in the first, is actually I want you to talk about something, Al. Now, okay. normally, normally, I'll get on this show, we'll start talking, and I'll try and work in a plug here and there <laughs> for another show, but I was I was thinking maybe, Al, this week, you could do the plugging, since I believe you listened to your, what, second or third ever virtual theater episode? What did you think? Tell our listeners listen, what you think. Listen, I listen to some of the virtual theater stuff. It's mostly when it's something that I know. Can you so, tell us what example, virtual theater is? Oh, God. <laughs> I suck at this plugging thing, and I can't ever remember. But, like, Virtual Theater is the podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Okay, anyways. <laughs> um, Usually with stuff I know is when I'll listen to you guys. Because you guys do a lot of stuff where I haven't watched the movie or haven't played the game. So I'm like, oh, I don't really have an interest in this. So to be fair on that point. But you guys were talking about The Last of Us, which I have been made known that I'm a huge fan of The Last of Us, the video game and the show, and was looking forward to the show forever. Um, and so I really wanted to hear your thoughts, Andy, because when when I was like gushing about the show being made, you were like, nah, why do they I was really kind of need it? Yeah. Yeah. So I was excited to get your thoughts, and I'm excited to hear that you actually really like it. Yeah. And um, are enjoying the heck out of it. Um. I thought the episode was good. I kind of wish I was there because there was, like, stuff you were saying where I was just like, oh, I know, like, I know something about this that I could mm, yeah. add to the conversation. But I wasn't there, so I was hearing you guys and your uh, your views on it. So that was uh, fun and appreciated. So, yeah, I enjoyed the episode. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, I, I kind of – I told Gooey during our recording that, like, I, I was actually, like, quite prepared to not really like the show. Because, yeah. like, I, I think – I think actually my criticism still kind of stands. Like, I think it's still kind of valid where it's like, this probably didn't need to exist because the game is such a cinematic game anyways. Like, right. I, I think that's still valid, but like, it doesn't, doesn't make it the show not awesome. And then, right. um, and then like, I, I find like, I find fans of the last of us game and like naughty dog and Neil Druckerman. Like I find them kind of pretentious. Like if you ever listen to them, it's just like, you would think that there was never like a really good story told in a video game before, or like never really. Good. Oh, okay. You know what I, I mean? see what you're like, saying. Yes. Or like even the show is just kind of like this is gonna break the video game curse. And it was like, 
Mm, All right, whatever. Yeah, I think that the people that take things to the extremes probably give it a bad rap, but, like, if you're just a fan of the story and you're just a fan of the, you know, the outlet that it was told and you're like, yeah, this is a fantastic story cinematic video game, is it the greatest video game of all time? Probably not. Like, but you know, to some people, it's it is. Like, it's a damn good video game. Like, it's a yeah. it's a fantastic video. But like, there's always those people that are just kind of like, oh my god, they're gonna go a little over the top with it. Yeah, I get it. I get that it can be a bit annoying. But at the same time, it's just like I and that's not really that fair to it. the show itself either. Right. Yeah. It, exactly. You know. But it's all this. All that being said, I was prepared not to really like the show. Hmm. Ooh. I, I, I'm digging it. I'm digging it a lot. And like I said, it kind of, it kind of helps that I see my home in there. Like, it, it's kind of yeah. cool to see that, that a little bit. That is cool. Um, cause I don't know, like, you're, you're Tri-City. You probably don't get a lot of shows that show your no, hometown, I right? Can, I can understand the hype, though, because we do have a local author here who uses the Tri-Cities as a setting. So it is kind of cool to see right, my yeah. home in the book. Yeah. So I totally 100% get where you're coming from. Uh, I watched episode five and it was awesome that episode five episode is probably five my favorite awesome. oh my god the last like 10 I minutes thought it was... were so intense <laughs> so, so i just want to throw it, it was... out there i thought it was funny that goo was like that was the worst episode i was like <sighs> oh goo no goo. yeah no my man i love him but that episode rocked it was awesome <laughs> uh okay so check out virtual theater if you're into the last of us check out our episode on it it's, uh, it's allison approved so yeah is it allison approved i don't know yeah Okay, it's Allison approved. There we go. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on the rest of the show. Um, okay, we are going to talk about some Zelda here, I promise. One thing that I want to get to before we uh, before we start is, you know, every week as we're going out and we're going home, um, I kind of, you know, I, I'm, I'm shilling a little bit and I'm like, you know, leave us a five-star review. We'd really love it. And I don't actually check them as much as I should. And so I wanted to take a second and I just wanted to, uh, I just happened to check all our reviews um, a couple days ago and there were so many five-star reviews. It's so awesome. And and I'm very thankful for everybody that takes the time to leave them. Um, I'm not going to read all the reviews, but I just wanted to quickly go over and and shout out a couple names here. So S'mores for Link left us a five-star review. Um, Id have subdid. Uh, I'm so sorry. I butchered your name. He left us a five-star review. Chris334. Um, uh, uh, Mickey five eight seven eight, Mister C Pickle, Lando ninety, Snow and Ice for Life, Gru Sky. Who picked? Up, who did pick all the nicknames? Uh, <laughs> there's there's so many reviews that are like five star reviews that uh, you know I, I, we really we really do appreciate it and uh, thank you so much for for all the kind words. It makes uh, you know, it makes the grind of doing a weekly Zelda show worth it. So, uh, yeah. yeah, thank you to everybody that, that took the time to, uh, you know, to leave us a, a comment or a review or, you know, even some of the bad reviews, the ones in good faith that have, like, suggestions of ways to improve. Like, we, we look at those, too. So, um, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. We've been in, we've been BSing for a long time here. Let's get to some Tears of the Kingdom. Are we ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So one more time, this is our gimmick. We asked you guys to give us your theories, your questions, your predictions. We're going to read them and we're going to weigh in on how likely we think that is to come to pass. So let's start off with the ones we got on Discord. This is from Zelda73. This theory was made after the second most recent trailer, but I wanted to see what you guys thought. Somehow, Fee gets corrupted and causes the Master Sword to become unusable and you have to repair it with the Tears of Hyrule. And the Tears of Hyrule would be this special liquid that you find at places that best represents 
the essence of Hyrule, and the green glowy stuff creates a symbol of the dragon eating its tail. That symbol represents destruction and rebirth. So, a lot going on in that in that theory. Let's let's kind of break it down there. Um, so I think I think it's it's probably a pretty safe bet that I mean we know that the Master Sword gets crumpled up, super jacked. Yeah, it's not looking too good. I I would be I think it's a very very safe bet that a core part of the game is going to be rebuilding or retinkering or reforging the Master Sword. I would be surprised if that's not a part of the game. Now let's move on to the really juicy part about this theory and, and the return of Fee. I actually I don't I don't know about you Al I don't see that I don't see I could see like an Easter egg hint kind of like something they did I, I believe they said this in Breath of the Wild where they said like there's a spirit inside the Master Sword they say something to that effect right uh the the Master Sword literally talks to Zelda not like in a voice we understand but in the tone that of like Fi in uh, the I sword see, I see yeah so she's very much there I mean. It's not explicitly said that it's five, but it's yeah. very implied because of the sound and the glow. Right. I, I think that it would be, like, more of that. Yes, like, I kind of agree. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I would I, I would pop off so hard if, if he came out and was, like, the character in, like, the Breath of the Wild art style. Like, that would be, that would be so hype and so awesome. I don't quite see them going that way because I think that what we learned from Breath of the Wild is that they're not really that concerned or that beholden to, like, the timeline stuff that's come before it. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, I think Breath yeah. of the Wild was just kind of like, eh, whatever. Like, we're just going to make a good Zelda game and kind of draw from the best of what we have. So I think that they would use that same kind of philosophy for Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, I'm not going to say it's impossible. I think Fee could, I think Fee could show up, but I, d I don't see it. But I would, uh, mm -hmm. it would be, it would be awesome if she did. Um, I agree. I don't think she would, like, pop out of the sword in any way, but I would appreciate that more of what we saw in Breath of the Wild just to insinuate that she's still there and she's still present, and maybe she does, in a way, communicate with Link, because I think there was... I could be wrong about this. I haven't watched the cutscenes in a while, but I think that even Zelda says, do you hear the sword talking to you? Mm. Like, she asks Link because there's a legend about the sword having a spirit inside of it, so... That, I could be wrong about that. Please, somebody correct me if I am. But, like, I would just love more of that. If yeah. you could actually see the sword communicating with Link in a way, just not... I don't think it's going to be five popping out of the sword like she did in Skyward Sword. Yeah, and, like, I... So, I, I think that when I hear, like, the sword communicates with Link, I, I feel like it's it should be something, like, an unspoken, like, he can feel what the sword yeah, is trying to say, rather than, like, a text bubble shows. Like, that would be lame, I think. And I don't think that'll happen. No, 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 not like that. But, like, kind of how it did to Zelda, where yeah, it glowed yeah, yeah, yeah. and it made the noise, you know? So, yeah. that would be cool. Um, so, yeah, I think that that could definitely be a thing. And um, as far as tears go, I mean, listen, it's on the table. Like, I, you know, we, we could be collecting tears. I hope not, to be, to be frank. I think we'll be collecting something to, like, reforge the Master Sword. It, is it going to be... I mean, tears is kind of an obvious thing i guess because we've collected tears before it's in the title of the game makes sense but i i think it's maybe just not going to be that on the nose could be wrong mm -hmm. but i'd be okay with it i think it kind of makes sense uh like the vessels in that thing on link's hip where the sheikah slate used to be 
being the tears that you collect to reforge the sword. I don't know. I feel like that would be very Zelda-like, in my yeah. opinion. What very, if... very Zelda-like. But it doesn't have to be. So, I mean, either way, I'd be okay. Okay, what if it was this, though? This might actually be okay. What if they replaced Koroks with, like, tears that you could find and collect and maybe you could upgrade, augment... Cause like I don't I wouldn't think that if Koroks or I'm sorry if tears were like a Korok stand-in that would be essential to the gameplay necessary or like to the game story you know what I mean? Um, yeah, but then you have to think about the fact that they still told us that the title was like a spoiler of the game. So what do tears really have to do with the yeah, game? Yeah, yeah, okay, that that's true. That's true. <laughs> spoiler. I Ugh. still don't know if I'd I like buy it. I forgot into that, about that but... nonsense. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so, yeah, lots to chew on there. Let's move on. This is from Relwolf. There is a theory that the weapons on the heads of the enemies will be used as materials for Link to craft his own weapons. Seems like in Breath of the Wild, you'd avoid enemies at times because you were low on weapons or didn't want to waste your weapons on certain groups of enemies. Um, yeah, I think that theory is looking pretty good. I think. I mean, I don't, I don't see why not. Yeah. I, I think, like... You know, a lot of people pointed out, we like we pointed out as well in our video uh, uh, last week that like this this symbol is on lots of different stuff. It's on like the hovercraft, it's on the John Deere tractor, it's on the, the, the hand cannon that Link has. I would be actually pretty shocked if you couldn't forge your own weapons in this game. Because I, I mm -hmm. think that's kind of where we're going. Yeah, I agree. And, like, some of the stuff that is sticking out of, like, the Bokoblin or the Lozalfos heads yeah. looks like the weapons that we grabbed from them when we, you know, defeated them in Breath of the Wild. So, I mean, maybe being able to grab one of those pieces, like, say, the, the spike coming out of the Lozalfos head and sticking it to a tree branch, I feel like that makes that's very plausible. This game does feel like there's going to be a pretty significant crafting system. We're not saying that's guaranteed or confirmed. No. <laughs> it just feels that way, you know? So by the I way, wouldn't be surprised. There's nothing wrong with making a YouTube video speculating about the possibilities. Right. <laughs> just don't but say just don't it's say confirmed. it's fact. But I, I think <laughs> I think it probably is gonna happen. And let me get back on my soapbox for a second here. Hold <laughs> on, let me stand up. <laughs> this is a great new feature if it is part of this game. Why wouldn't you advertise it beforehand to get people being like, oh, great, I hated the weapon durability system in Breath of the Wild. Now I can build my own stuff in Tears of the Kingdom, but instead it's being locked away under the, I don't know, the Mission Impossible vault that know. they're hiding this game's information behind. Anyways, let's move on. Pixel Guy 9. I've got a question for next week's episode. What do you think about the green swirling structures not being shrines, but cannons to shoot you up to a floating island? Uh, some shrines can be accessed from both above and below, but you can only enter via the green swirling structures. I think it would be good. Would, it would encourage exploration to both the sky and the surface. I don't think so. I don't know about you, Al. I, I, don't, I don't think those are going to be the cannons. We did see in that one trailer where like Link kind of teardropped his way up but did he go through a specific structure that that i can't remember now off the top of my head i would have to look at it again um but i kind of here's what i think when they're saying cannons i don't think it's gonna be cannons i think it's gonna be similar to breath or not breath of, uh skyward sword though when you get to a bird statue and it like teleports you up to the sky mm -hmm. with wind maybe if you get to those swirling structures it turns you into a teardrop that sucks you up into the one of the sky platforms and maybe. you literally go through the platform and pop out the other end 
that's possible. I don't think it's going to be canon-like. I could be taking that very literally. Um, but, yeah, I think it's possible to be some kind of... Because there's multiple yeah. green, swirly, pla or whatever they are, structures. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were some kind of portal piece to either underground or up in the sky. Yeah, I, I could see it. I think that's definitely still on the table. I kind of am partial now to what you suggested last week, where like they're this kind of like the new shrines. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think that would be cool, but again, still a lot we don't know. I I don't know. I like I feel I'd have to watch that clip again of uh, of how Link transported. I want to say that was during the 2021 trailer when that happened. So uh, I'd have to watch that again to kind of see what um, you know what that looked like, but. Mm. I don't. I don't recall that there is a green swirly thing. I could be wrong. But... Uh, it's possible that there was, and they just blurred it out because didn't Goose himself say that stuff is being blurred out in that these is trailers? True. Yep, that is true. Oh. So... Um. Okay. Let's keep it going here. Uh, Hyrule Princess says theory. Link's hand is a piece that is interchangeable and able to be upgraded. I think we'll be able to switch out different gloves, buy or earn new ones with different powers, change it out like his clothes. At least I hope so, because that would be so rad. That does sound kind of rad. I Now, I actually I don't think that's going to happen. I, I don't think okay. that's going to happen, because I think that what Link's hand is going to be is essentially like a new Sheikah Slate. So, like, there's, mm -hmm. like, I think it's pretty clear that, like, his rune abilities are tied to his hands. Mm -hmm. um, we saw that in the in the last trailer. I think that we kind of pieced that together from the trailers beforehand. But what maybe there's maybe both of those could be right because what they could maybe do is have like you. It's almost like a weapon. Like you could upgrade your hand, and then like mm -hmm. if you upgrade your hand, you get new rune abilities as well. That could be that could be pretty cool. Or maybe similar to how the runes are upgraded in Breath of the Wild, where you provide materials and they give you, like, bombs plus. Yeah. And the bombs recharge faster. Um, I kind of like the idea of you being able to customize the arm a little bit. Like, obviously, it's not just going to, like, pop off. Link can't pop off his own arm. Um, but um, maybe, like, you know, he's got, like, this metal brace on it. Maybe you could change the color um via like dying or whatever it makes me think of the the lightsaber customization in uh jedi fallen order which was pretty rad because you could just make mm -hmm. it however you want and it would be kind of cool if you could do that with link's arm make it kind of look how you want but i'm pretty sure it's going to stay that blackened shape with the brace i think the brace is given to you by the green hand that's helping you so i, I think we'll so see. as well i think that that so I, I love I love the idea actually, but I I do think that the hand is gonna stay and act as your rune, and I think that yeah. the I don't know let's just call him the Zonai. I think that the Zonai or whoever Link is asking for or I'm sorry Zelda is asking for their strength to lend him your strength. I think mm -hmm. they are the ones who fashioned the the gimmick on Link's arm. So I, I yeah. think that's how it's gonna play out. But it would be pretty cool like if you could upgrade and change, swap out your arm for like different maybe like an arm cannon or something. I don't know. <laughs> That'd be, pretty, uh, yeah, that'd, that'd be pretty cool. awesome. Um, Ancient <laughs> Poe, I wonder if the three dragon spirits will make a return, and if they do, in what way? I, I think that they're going to come back, and I'm not, but I'm not sure that they're going to be all that different. I, I think don't they think would so. still be like a passive thing. Like, you interact with them because you need like a horn piece or whatever, yeah. but I, I'm pretty sure they would still be kind of passive because they seem very indifferent. They don't seem like an enemy or an ally. Um, but it would be cool to have them come back or maybe get some more background information on them. That would be cool. Yeah, I, I think that they uh, served a great purpose in Breath of the Wild. And I think that uh, they could probably reuse that purpose in Tears of the Kingdom. 
Um, okay, these are these are uh, actually a couple from our uh, podcast reviews. So here we go. This is from S'mores for Link, and um, they ask. As for dungeons, how do you think they would need to design dungeons in this type of Zelda game where, presumably, the stamina and climbing mechanics will return? To clarify, in Breath of the Wild, all shrines and dungeons were unclimbable and had the same basic wall type to let the player know instinctively they could not be climbed. Um, there's a couple of other things here, but that's basically the gist of the question. So I would say this. I think that you have the blueprint for how dungeons are going to work in this game. And I, I think it's Hyrule Castle. Like if like if they okay. if they're bringing back let let's say that there's like five dungeons or something like that and I think they would be five like Hyrule Castle type of structures maybe not like as big but like the same kind of idea where you could freely walk around you could explore there's maybe a chamber that you can enter to fight a boss whatever I think that's gonna be how they're gonna do it hmm. not not uh- dissimilar from Elden Ring actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, just, I guess, kind of how I've seen dungeons be in some games that are still kind of linear, but give you a sense of open-worldness, uh, where it's more like a puzzle is locking your way. So, you know, kind of like how we do in regular old-school Zelda dungeons. You solve a puzzle, get a key, get to move on. Yeah. I feel like instead of, like, getting a key, like a physical key, the puzzle is your key, you know? So that's what I've been seeing in a lot of more open-world video games where it feels like you could go anywhere, but they still kind of have you go in, a like, a direction for the dungeons, quote-unquote. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's what we see, and I'd be okay with that. Yeah. For, um, for the climbing specifically... In this one, I I actually see no reason why climbing can't be a part of the dungeons, like yeah. at all. Like it, I don't I, either. I feel yeah, like you can do that. Like it was pretty. Like I had some pretty fun, intense moments in Hyrule Castle, like climbing up and my stamina is running out. And there's like a thousand guardians behind me, and I was like, go 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 go. Like mm-hmm. so, I think that could be um, definitely. I a think thing. the I think the worry is just like climbing and then gliding to certain areas, you know. So I can yeah. see that being like where the developers are like, oh, that's too easy. But at this point, we've also got, like, the most insane uh, things that people are doing in order to do exactly that in shrines. So, like, people could get past it pretty easy enough. So, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, this is from... Well, actually, this person doesn't have a name. They just have a dog emoji and a happy face emoji. So, uh, (laughs) thank you for being so happy, wherever you are. Um, Their question is, green stuff. If the, if the green stuff is good, could it be good malice spreading throughout the kingdom? So, yeah, I, I think that... I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, like, 100% sold that this green stuff is good, but I guess, like, after watching the, the trailer and, like, sitting on it, thinking on it, kind of seems that way, right? Like, it kind of seems like... Kind of seems like at least it's not, like, bad? Uh, I, I, I would, I I would say this. Know. I think that the green stuff is going to be some kind of equivalent to Malice. Like, I, I think that they're going to be, like, an equivalent. And now, is one more powerful than the other? I'm not sure. Can one... I think that we've seen, or at least we think we've seen, the green stuff can slow the effect of Malice. So, I would think that that being said, you would think that the green stuff and whoever wields it who let's just call the Zonai, just whatever, mm-hmm. would be 
good guys? I mean, or, or like good. It's really good-ish. hard to say. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to say. I th- I struggle with this connection because inherently malice is bad. Malice is corruptive. Right. Malice uses corruption to do evil things, whereas this green stuff. I would argue does good things, but we do see the green stuff on enemies too. So it's confusing. Is the green stuff more of a protective nature? And that's why we have enemies because things are being protected by the Eox creature or the Igor that we see a couple trailers ago or what I assume is an Igor, but like stuff, stuff of that nature. Is it protective of something important? And that's why it might not feel, it feels a little bit combative versus good. So I wouldn't connect it to malice per se, but I do understand the connection where it can control things or has um, yeah. has an ability to make things do what it wants, you know? Uh, yeah, th- that's what I mean by, like, I think that it will be, like, an equivalent. Like, like I don't think yeah. it's made of the same malice juice, obviously, as malice. Or no, it's not evil. Like, I don't think yeah. it's inherently evil. There, that's I what I mean. I, don't I could see maybe, like, you know what actually would be, like, a cool scenario is, like, so the Ganondorf's army maybe has some green stuff for himself, and so let's just say that the Zonai are, like, Link, we want our green stuff back, so we're gonna give you our own green stuff, and you can use it for your purposes. And so Malice, we just know, is pure evil. Maybe mm-hmm. this green stuff is kind of, like, almost like like the one ring where it's just like we're going to help you so much and like but maybe the the zone are like actually evil with themselves their own... and they're like and they're like yeah we want to help you give you power but this green stuff will corrupt i don't know i it sounded cool in my head but i started talking i was like ah maybe that's not so good <laughs> oh no <laughs> but i i do hope i do hope that like the zonai like again we're just calling them the zonai whoever has the green stuff um maybe they could be a little bit more three-dimensional and rather mm-hmm. than like, just like we're, we're good guys or we're bad guys. Yeah. Uh, man, all this like uncertainty and like not having the names of stuff, Horrible. not being able to confirm that that voice is Ganondorf because some people are like, why is everybody assuming it's Ganondorf? It's really hard not to, to be honest, because we don't have any other information. Yeah. Um, or like, what is the green hand? What is the green stuff? It's awful. Like this just this is how my brain feels all the time when I'm trying to think of names for things, but they don't actually have a name and it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's uh you know, I I can understand both sides of that. We're like it looks like Ganondorf his his theme is playing in the background. It's probably safe to assume it's Ganondorf. But then again, you know what assuming does, Al? Are we not how can we not? Nintendo has given us no other choice. It, it's true, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think it's probably uh, it's probably going to be Ganondorf. I, it's it would be shocking if that wasn't Ganondorf. At this I point. know, yeah. I'd be like, dang, okay, yeah. new new villain, okay. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on to Twitter. This is from Hyrulean Cookie. So here we go. Theory: the female figure in white, green, and gold is Hylia, and the bare-chested Link is her champion that was Link's prototype. What we see is her champion's memory and that he has somehow received a similar injury as Link and it's his power Zelda is asking for in the trailer. I know he looks different than Hylia's champion in the manga included in Hyrule Historia, but I don't know that the manga is canon or anything else in Hyrule Historia. So let's tackle that last <laughs> part first. Is Hyrule Historia like like officially canon to anything? I would I would say since Nintendo was a part of releasing it, yes. I would um, say so too, except Nintendo like completely, I think, 
Not that they disregarded it, but... Here's the thing. I was... uh, So, it was actually kind of cool, because I was playing Minish Cap, and I busted out Hyrule Historia and Encyclopedia to get some, like, background information on Minish Cap. And I love how I went to my bookshelf, and I was like, hold on, I'm going to grab my Zelda history books over here. So, I think that's (laughs) cool. But, um, in Hyrule Historia, there's, like, there's, like, this paragraph above the timeline where they say specifically, like, this this is how we see the information as it is now and there could be information within these games that already exist they may that may not you know correlate and that's fine they basically were trying to say this is real and this is how we're saying it is but it also could change right like i i feel like um and i'll be honest i i don't know that i've read hyrule historia once since i bought it when it when it came out that that type of stuff is just like not really my bag Mm-hmm. Um, but from what I remember, and you can correct me if, if I'm incorrect here, like a lot of that information seemed kind of like peripheral uh, to the story rather than like hard, like fast facts. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what, that that's kind of yeah. what they were trying to get people to think versus this is hard and fast what this right. is because I'm playing Minish Cap and it does not feel like one of the prequel games of the R- timeline, right, exactly. but it is according to the tam- timeline. So Anyways, I just wanted to throw that out there as far as Hyrule Historia and the timeline goes. Right. Okay, so let's get to the meat of this theory, actually. So the um, the lady in white, gold, and green could be Hylia. I, you know, maybe. I think that's possible, yes. Yep, I, I, I think that's, again, I think it's on the table. Like, so I guess here's the thing. Do we think that memories are coming back? Mm, I guess it's possible. I, I, I think, like... I think that's I how Nintendo wants to way, tell though. the story. I think, so it makes sense to me that if they're gonna if they're gonna do memories again, and I agree with you, I don't know that I want that necessarily, mm-hmm. but I think that if they're going to do that, like you can't you can't do a hundred years prior again. Nobody wants to see that anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe you do ten thousand years prior when you do have Hylia and you do have Link. So like, I think that option is actually on the table. But I would, I guess, I would say. I guess I would say, like, we've seen trailer gameplay of, like, the hero in, like, his wild form, right? With, like, the long hair and, like, the the shirt off. We've seen that, right? Now I'm second-guessing myself. No, uh, yes, we've seen him in that outfit, but we've also seen, like, an official art when all that new official art was released the day of the trailer. Right. Um, and I, I can understand that maybe being, like, the different champion or like the champion from 10,000 years ago or in this case I think Hyrule and Cookie is uh referring to the champion from uh the manga pre Skyward Sword um which is like well, further I, back I, from Skyward Sword I'm, I'm gonna offend probably some some manga fans here but like th- those don't mean anything like th- those aren't canon they don't I I don't know I don't, if it were me, I wouldn't put much stock into what, like, I think that those are, are great stories, but they're self-contained mm-hmm. stories that don't, they're like different interpretations of, you know, what, what the game is about. It's kind of like when you buy a novelization of a movie, not okay. really like the same thing. So I, for me, I like I throw, throw those out the window. If you're talking about like what's canon and what's not. Yeah. Um, as far as this theory goes, I think it's possible that the the figure could be Hylia. I still think it's I still hold that it's the princess from ten thousand years ago. And I also think that the link we see in the like wildish garb is Link. It's just he's wearing something else. I agree. It's our link. Yeah. 
I agree with that. I think I think that's going to be Link as well. But I could see. I I still think that potentially time travel is on the table as well. Still, yep. so that I could see that being like the Link of Hylia's time, if that makes sense. But it's still our Link. It's still our Link. Bootstrap yeah. paradox. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now. I actually like I I kind of think that that lady is going to be like I don't know let's call her like the the chief of the Zonai or whatever like uh, yep, that I, could I think be possible too. I think like some kind of like almost like an Impa equivalent maybe or maybe like a Zelda equivalent but like someone in charge of the Zonai that has a mastery of that green stuff I think that when Zelda says like lend him your strength I think that Zelda's talking to her actually and I think that she's asking her to fix Link's arm at the beginning of the game. I think that's what that line is about. That makes sense to me. Could be wrong. Very wrong. But uh that that would be my guess about who that is. But I, I'm I'm actually down with that with that idea. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um okay this is from Nathan Parkinson. I have a small theory about what all the underground areas that we have seen that it maybe isn't part of the current world and that Link maybe travels to a different world like possibly the Twilight or Dark Realm or some other realm. It seems hard to think that all of this existed in Breath of the Wild. Maybe to add to those green swirls are warp points back to the other realm. Um, yeah, I think that could be on the table. I, I think it could be. I mean, yeah, I I guess so. I feel like... I feel I less feel like confident not... now than I did yeah. before. I was sure before there was going to be like a Dark World or something to mirror Hyrule. I feel less confident about that now. Yeah, I I don't know because there's part where I'm there's parts of the trailers where I'm like, yeah, this is clearly a cave. Like when he's fighting the Talus, you know, with that weird hammer cannon, he's in a cave. But there is that portion where they're mining, um, and you got those like kind of mushroom top looking trees where you're like, is that the outside? Is that the underground? What if it is a different version of Hyrule that we're seeing? I don't know. It felt underground to me. Um, so I don't I don't think we're going to a different world per se, but I still hold to the fact that we might be going to the past. So if you count that as a different world, then there you go. But we'll see. Um, yeah, I I could see them being war points, but I think the other couple theories that we've talked about, I would put higher on the likely list. Like I think even like the canon theory to get you to the sky is probably more likely than that. But mm-hmm. it, it's on the table. Like, everything is pretty much on the table here. So it, it definitely is a possibility. <laughs> so vague and annoying. <laughs> uh, oh, well, here we go. Here's another theory about what the green stuff is. This is from uh, Ahmed. Maybe those green vessels on Link's waist are like a magic stamina wheel and the green swirls throughout Hyrule are like refuel stations. As you advance through the game, you can build up your tank, so to speak, and you can perform more magic without refueling. That's kind of cool. I haven't seen anything like that theory. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think that that's pretty cool as well. Um, I I guess I would say the only thing about that is... Let me think this through. Because I, I think, like, you can see the swirls from... It looks like almost... Like, if you were on a, a mountain, you could look out and see swirls the same way that you can see, like, the orange glowing of the shrines. So, they're clearly something that Nintendo wants you to navigate towards and go seek out whereas in my mind i would kind of think like uh, a refuel like a gas station let's just call it that um would be like on the way to that 
Okay. You, you know what I mean? Like, or like something yeah. to kind of prepare you before you get there. Maybe not. Like, like again, I think that that's, I think that's on the table. Cause like I said, like we were talking about earlier with like the arm, I think you're going to be able to craft. I think you're going to be able to do new runes and stuff with that arm. So like, yeah, it, it, I think it's on the table, but I don't, I don't know. The, the green stuff just seems like more significant to me than just being like a refuel station. I could see like refuel stations being in the game, but I don't know that they'd be like the thing that you can see from like the top of Mount Hebra. be like, okay, I need to go there. That's, that's the gas station. I need to go there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I kind of, yeah, I get what you're saying. But I also, I mean, maybe not the green really points that we see on the map, but like, I do kind of like that idea though, that you, because if you think about it, the Sheikah Slate is just technology using these runes. This is actually Link using whatever kind of energy that green stuff gives yeah. him um, in order to do this. So that means it's coming from him. Like energy is coming from him in some way. So there's going to have to be some kind of refueling system or endurance kind of stamina system like similar to how we saw with climbing where he'll be able to use it longer or you know it kind of like limits you in a way early on in the game until you can grow exponentially with this power that link has in his arm so i kind of like the idea that you could recharge his arm in a way mm -hmm. i just i i don't think i agree with the green swirly points being that but maybe they are yeah, yeah. the points where you get more of that stamina slash endurance and yeah that that i think is is a stake that we could bite into like that's yeah i think that's that cool. could be cool i like that theory. like that, that's a really good idea actually and uh like instead because i mean that could work like instead of getting heart pieces you could just gradually increase 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 your your magic bar or whatever it happens right. to be because can you like imagine that. increasing your hearts and stamina again after Breath of the Wild? You know, they have to kind of make a new system with that. Yeah. Otherwise, you're doing very much the same thing after peaking in Breath of the Wild. Like, yeah. it would make sense that it would be something, a new power that Link has in his arm. Can, can I just say, what month is it? February. This game comes out in three months. It is outrageous. Less than three months, my friend. <laughs> it is out. Outrageous. I feel like that we're we don't know if there's shrines, if there's memories, if they're like <laughs> this is outrageous. I feel like we've just repeated the last two years in this podcast of us theorizing what the heck is happening in this game three months before the game comes out. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, okay, <laughs> next theory it comes from Sam. Uh, this, this is probably a, more, a question better suited for after we've actually got a chance to play the game, but here we go. Maybe those green vessels on Link's waist are a magic stamina we- oh, I'm sorry, I'm reading the last question. Haha, <laughs> this is from <laughs> Sam, actually. What, what would be the best and worst implementations of vehicles in Tears of the Kingdom? That was one for the blooper reel, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. <laughs> uh... I don't, like I, I mean I don't know like that's kind of a question for after we played I want to say like I mean listen like what we've seen in the trailer so far looks pretty wicked like the hovercraft yeah. the the John Deere track that would be the best use if you could just like cruise along a Mo Hyrule field. Yeah, uh -huh. I think that once you've had the motorcycle, the Master Cycle Zero, it's kind of like it's kind of difficult to go back to just riding a horse or running around on foot. So yeah. I feel like they were trying to evolve with that. Um, where they were just like, hey, what if they could create these cool vehicles to ride around on Hyrule Field and dust and guardians, even though I don't think we're going to be fighting guardians anymore. But like, or ways to get up to uh, the sky platforms with these drones and hot air balloons. Like, I right. think they were just like, 
I think that's the best way to implement it is new ways, new fun ways to travel. The worst, I I don't know. I, I really can't see a downfall of it except people messing around I, going like, through bulk of camps on the truck. The worst you know? would be like it, it wouldn't be like a vehicle, it would be the mechanic itself if they implemented it like funky, you know, like if you okay. if you only had like thirty seconds on your tractor and then it like ran out of fuel or disappeared or whatever, or like if you okay. like something like that, like Yeah, that a, makes sense. A mechanic or something. That that's what would bring it down versus like the actual act of building a machine itself. Cause I think like, I think it'll probably be pretty cool to like build whatever it is you're going to build. Right. Like uh, yeah. it looks cool so far, but yeah. Uh, yeah, this is definitely a question for like after we've got, oh a gosh, chance to I wonder, play the game. I just had a thought. So I was like, is, is this, this build thing going to be more like you just build to your heart's content unless you have, as long as you have this, this, and this piece, it'll work. Or are you going to get, like, vehicle recipes, quote-unquote? Like, like that you need a metal cool. grate to make the drone and you yeah. – or, jeez, oh, drone and, like, the, the propellers and stuff. Or you need a balloon to make the balloon, like a recipe. You know what I mean? That yeah. would be cool. That, that, could be, that could be cool. I, I think that's on the table. I really yeah. think that's still on the table. Because um, I'm not creative. I can't think of how to make that stuff. I need somebody to tell me how to do it. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's move on here. I think you're creative, Al. Let's move on. <laughs> This is from RCA VHS. When you were discussing Zelda falling on the most recent podcast, uh, and they say that they agree with our sequence of events, my mind for some reason went to Lord of the Rings. Princess Zelda, where is she? She fell. Also, what if she returns a la Gandalf? Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to be the guy that says it right here. Princess Zelda does not fall to her death. I'm okay, just, listen. I'm just putting it out there. I had some people come back to me, and I was actually talking to Catherine about this. When I say that Zelda's going to die, because I'm inferring that because of the music and just the footage that we see so far, I'm not saying that she's, like, going to die, die. Like, What else died. are we supposed to infer from a statement Listen. that says Zelda's going to die? Listen. <laughs> yeah, I said How she's going to die, but she's not going to die, other... die. <laughs> You're not listening. <laughs> How many other characters from other fantasy things have we seen fall to their death and they are fine? <laughs> you know, we are made to believe that they die. How many times have we seen Zelda quote unquote die, but she's fine? At least twice in Twilight Princess and Spirit Tracks. She's quote unquote died, but she's fine at the end. So like, I think we're going to see her die and assume that she's dead, but something else is going to go on where she'll come back and she'll be fine. Or maybe she goes on her own adventure like she did in Skyward Sword and she's figuring out stuff on a different from a different angle. I just think that Link is going to be the one assuming like, oh, I failed her. She's dead. You know? Okay. I, it, it could be a, a so like coming back all of Gandalf would be cool. Because that kind of comes back to what I'm saying. So th- She's this, not going to die, die. I I would bet you, I'll bet you a uh, a dinner, a night out at Culver's in July. Al. Oh, okay. Let's bet right now. <laughs> I'll bet you uh, dinner in Culver's that the sequence of events at the beginning of this game is Zelda falls with Link. Link, we, we saw his arm is all messed up. The Master Sword is all messed up. Link falls and he helps Zelda, like, break the fall or something like that. So Zelda's actually fine. But Link is once again on Death's Door. And so that is when Zelda goes to Miss Zonai or whoever it's going to be. It is just like, lend him your strength. Patch my boy up. Okay. And my sequence of events is Link does not save her whatsoever. And he also, you know, passes out from his injuries. And it's the green hand that is helping him save him. And he doesn't know what happened to Zelda. All he knows is that she fell. 
So he already has it. How did he get his green hand in your scenario? I didn't say he... No, the green hand helps him. The green hand that's sealing Ganondorf, that figure. Because he's still there in the mix. We don't know what his deal is about, the green hand. You know? No, I, I don't know. The green... Okay. What are you talking about? In that teaser, yeah. you see the green hand that's sealed over Ganon that's holding him there as a corpse. Okay, okay. It comes, up, it comes away from him at some point and grabs Link, one of Link's arms. I don't think it's the one that's jacked. I think it's the other one. This is in the, like, the very, very first trailer, right? Right. Yeah, so okay. it's still there in some way. I think that green hand is the one that helps him with his malice jacked hand make it so that the malice doesn't kill him. I think the green hand is going to save Link, but Link isn't going to be able to save Zelda. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, let me tell you something. We don't have Culver's in Canada, so I'm really looking forward to you buying me a burger. Okay. It's whatever, fantastic. friend. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's go on to our next theory. This is from Joe Ma. Actually, this is kind of like a similar question that uh, is on the same wavelength. Allison mentioned the possibility of Zelda falling twice last week. What if there's some time-shifting mechanic where Link fails to save Zelda the first time around, then we have to go back in time to get it right the second time, like Zelda Endgame? You know, I, I don't think that'll happen. That's kind of what you laid out right there. Listen, no. I don't think that'll happen, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, I don't know, sort of, sort of, kind of, maybe not. I, I don't think that's going to happen, <laughs> but I, it would be like kind of cool if it if it did. I don't know. Be like, all right. I mean... It would be kind of cool if you're going back to the past and find a way to go back to that moment where Link doesn't get his hand corrupted by uh, the malice and is able to grab Zelda before she falls. Because mm -hmm. I really have to like put this footage together for you guys so you could see what I saw. But there is two instances of her falling, and I don't know if it's because they changed the footage since 2019 or... Right. There's just another moment where maybe Zelda slips because there is a moment where Link grabs her hand, but it happens to be at his right hand, which is supposedly jacked in that scene where they're both falling. Right. So, so there's a separate moment where maybe he's helping her up like she slipped and he's helping her up. And this is before they get to the corpse or something of that nature. So in the first trailer, the E3 2019 trailer, mm -hmm. I think the first fall that you're referring to is there's a moment about 45 seconds in where the ground gives out under Zelda right? and she drops yeah. down. But I wouldn't necessarily constitute that as falling because you, you do see the ground drop, but it's not like she doesn't fall in the same way that she falls in the other. Right. Trailer. That's what I'm saying. She falls twice. Or the I, I don't know that I would call game. that one a fall. Maybe like the, the kind of ground collapse. What is she doing? Like, <laughs> She's falling. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes, you're right. But like, there are different types of fall. Like the fall that would just I happen agree. like that. That's a bad fall. Like she's going head first. And it's just like, she's backwards and like, uh Oh, this one, she's still on stable ground. I would say, I mean, this is going to sound dumb, but like the ground is falling more so than Zelda who is on the ground is falling. You know what I mean? Like, I know that seems incredibly arbitrary, but like, <laughs> I think that there so, is a difference. And I can I hear everybody right now being like, Ugh. and I'll just say I, right now, Corey, you go to hell. I don't even want to hear it. But I think there is a difference. <laughs> I, I agree. There is a difference between the two moments of her falling where she, the great, the ground very much breaks out from underneath her. She falls straight down. Okay. I don't think that's, it's definitely a different moment than where she's falling clearly backwards, like not straight down, but like back into a, angle i don't know how to explain it and link leaps for her so they're falling out not straight down 
I'm just saying there's another moment where she falls straight down, and I don't know if it's because it was changed. They changed it in the last four years, or it's just a separate moment altogether. I I think it's just a separate moment altogether. Like, I think that that... It's not like a death... No, that that's not like a death oh. fall. De- definitely yeah. not. I think that's more like the area that they're in is like collapsing, and it's like, uh oh, exactly. Gotta, like I and can he's see able that to first, save her then. Yeah, I think that first fall is like a prelude to the next fall. That right. that's kind of why I'm saying like I don't think she's. I falling get where you're coming from. Way, just, you know, <laughs> I get where you're I, coming from. Listen, I under dumb. I understand how arbitrary <laughs> what I just laid out sounded, but like I do think there is a difference. Okay, right? okay, so. I agree with you. The ground is falling, Allison, not Zelda. She's just on the ground. Come on. She's fine. Okay, from one extreme to another. This is from Count Blazemore. What do you think... What do you think of the rumors that Hyrule Herb will be used to make... I don't even know what this says. Tinctures? Balms? And baked goods? Have you, uh, have you heard this rumor? I haven't heard anything about Hyrule Herb. Have you ever um, have you ever had the uh, the Hyrule herb before, Al? Uh, no, <laughs> I haven't. But like, I I don't know where this comes from. But like, cool if you can make bombs with it. I guess I you want to. I'm curious if we're gonna have the same cooking system. I'd be okay if we didn't, or maybe they like. I don't know. I feel like you make a lot of stuff. There's a lot of ingredients that do the same things, so I I wouldn't be surprised if they dial it down a bit. But mm. I don't I don't know. I haven't heard this rumor. I think it'd be cool if there was like new recipes. You gotta, you gotta get the mm-hmm. Hyrule herb. You gotta get the Hyrule papers. You gotta get the Hyrule. The herb filters. is like a really general <laughs> thing that you just add to beef up the recipe. It doesn't do anything. So <laughs> you gotta, you gotta get the Hyrule rolling kit for the herb. Oh, I mean, geez, like, Andy. <laughs> that, <laughs> I've never heard this rumor either, actually. But uh, hey, I'm all for it. Um, all right, let's move on to our. By the way, shout out to Count Blazemore for that question. Um, <laughs> let's move on to our next theory. This is from Mac. Tears of the Kingdom seems to be leaning into the sandbox elements of Breath of the Wild. And I also hope the story is more prominent than Breath of the Wild. Would you be content with another story as minimal as Breath of the Wilds was? I think I speak for everybody when I say no. No. We can't do that again. I think some people don't care that much. I think some people don't care that much, but I care. I think that Breath of the Wild story was fine because the world was about exploring. Yes. If you give us another game about exploring and without a huge story to go along with it, I don't know how I'll feel. I don't think I'll feel good. I think I'll be disappointed. Yeah. And listen, I'm like, Tears of the Kingdom... You know, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be an awesome game, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, I agree. Right? Like, yeah. but I think that Tears of the Kingdom could it, it, it has the potential to be simultaneously an amazingly fun and complete Zelda game that also could be the most disappointing game in the entire series. Yes, I think both those statements could be true because yeah. it's like if you really think about it, if like I said, if this game came out two to three years after Different Breath of the Wild. And it is as much as we're only seeing right now, that's fine. That's okay. But we are at the point where we're at six years now. Six, seven, how many years? Six. It'll be six Six years years now. That's enough time to innovate something new. You know, that's enough time. And I get it. I know COVID happened. I get it. But but hold on. Let's dial back here. (laughs) 
it's not even innovating. As we as we very clearly detailed, you can have big open world games with big awesome stories. That's that was done before Breath of the Wild came out ever. So like mm-hmm. it's, it's it's not even an innovation. Maybe it's an innovation to Nintendo. But it was like, an innovation to Zelda. That's what I would say is the exploration yes, I, I of the open world. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's been that much time that you need to bring something exciting and right. new to the table. It can't just be like Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And I and I think we're trending in that direction. I think like you know, even the fact that Ganondorf is back is like pretty cool and kind of tells you like cuz you know, I remember when Breath of the Wild came out or before it came out actually, I was so excited about Calamity Ganon cuz I was like what is Calamity Ganon? Like like is it a thing? Is it a person? Is it like a spirit? Like what causes it? What makes it? Like I was really excited about like what Calamity Ganon was, which is right. why I'm like perpetually disappointed with the answer of like it's malice. And it's like, okay, <laughs> well like where did that come from? Like who made that? Like what you know, is that from somewhere? Like you know, and and I know you guys always make fun of me, but I'm just like I was disappointed with the answer that it's just like it's just evil stuff. Like it just, it's, yeah. it's evil. Like well, in, I mean, in, in juice form, you know, <laughs> in juice form. I call it malice just now too. But I mean, King Daphne does say that Ganon was a being before turning into the malice, but that was right. 10,000 years ago. Right. Um, so that's why I think that's why everybody thinks this is Ganondorf. Besides the fact that it looks just like what you would assume Ganondorf to look like in a breath yeah. of the wild art style. I mean, there was a Ganon, quote-unquote, being that gave way to malice and hatred. So, it's not... I don't know where I was going with this point. (laughs) There's Um, there's another one for the blooper reels. Whoops. Like, listen, we're talking about the story. Oh, the story. story. So, yeah, I feel like we will get a huge story and more background for poor little Andy about the malice and where the malice comes from. (laughs) Like, is that... Like, listen, you guys have been making fun of me for years, but, like, is that outrageous to say, like, like, I I am disappointed in Malice because it's just, like, the explanation is just so generic and bland that it's just, like... I feel like I understand being disappointed in Malice because Calamity Ganon and Dark Beast Ganon are a disappointment, in my opinion, except for Age of Calamity. They made him really cool in Age of Calamity. Yeah. Um, I think the outcome was disappointing. I think that information they gave us of where it came from is okay but the outcome was disappointing so i understand where you're coming from there all right let's move on um this is from hyrule photographer actually hyrule photographer has two questions so let's do the first one by the trailer we saw it looks like the sheikah is not retiring yet do you think the sheikah will play a big role again in tears of the kingdom like they did in breath of the wild also, is there a Sheikah character you guys want to see in Tears of the Kingdom again? You know what? Did they really play that big of a role in Breath of the Wild? Like, really? Like, I know the Sheikah Slate was a big part of that game. But, like, Sheikah technology. Technology, yes. But, like, yeah. they didn't really play a big role in the game. Like, Impa kind of set you on your path. And that was pretty much it, like, for her. Uh, Peya, you didn't really, really do a whole lot with. It's like... I don't know. There's still room, I think, for the Sheikah. Like, I think that if if the if the anti- I don't know antagonist is maybe the wrong word, but like if the Zonai tribe is going to show up, probably safe to assume that the Sheikah is also going to show up in some capacity. Uh, it is it is kind of disappointing though. I would be disappointed if like 
old woman Impa was kind of your only Sheikah. Like after, especially after seeing like cool Impa from Age of Calamity, mm -hmm. like yeah. Um. So yeah, I I think that like I could actually see I could see young Impa coming back to Tears of the Kingdom. Maybe not the exact same one. But I think, like, Impa is kind of, like, more of a title in this sense than, like, a name. Maybe I'm wrong. But, like, I, if we're going back, like, 10,000 years, there's probably, like, an Impa in that timeline mm -hmm. as well that, that could make an appearance. So, I, like, right. that would be cool. I'm not, like, absolutely dying to see the Sheikah, like, play a big prominent role in this game. But. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, there's still... I feel like the Sheikah used to be this, like, really mysterious kind of tribe, especially post Ocarina of Time. Um, so, because the only real person that we ever saw from it was Impa, and then Zelda dressed up as Sheik, taking on Impa's, like, teachings. But I... When we got them in Breath of the Wild, they just seemed so normal. You know, like, the mystery, the mystery was kind of broken a little bit. Except yeah. for the Sheikah from 10,000 years ago, because they still have the mystery of creating all that technology. And it was weird, because it was, like, the Sheikah from today... Quote, like Breath of the Wild present, we're like rediscovering the technology of their people. I feel like that's so weird. Like something happened in between. So I don't know. I think it would be cool if we got to see if our theory about going to the past 10,000 years ago holds true. Getting to see the Sheikah from back then and how they cr were creating the uh, autonomous army and the divine beasts and all that kind of stuff. Were they mm -hmm. creating it then or were they uncovering it then? Never mind. They were uncovering it then. But you know what I mean? Somebody it's like, made it. Like at some point. I just. I don't know. It's like, I really don't care. I, <laughs> they have, it looks like they have some kind of, like, say in this game, but not much. I feel like the highlight is going to be on this new Sky People slash Zone Knight slash whatever the heck they are. Yeah. Uh, have, have we seen, like, uh, so the, the question here makes mention of, like, by the trailer we saw, it looks like the Sheikah is not retiring yet. Like, I I don't even remember seeing, like, any Sheikah image. Like, maybe Except I for Kakariko Village. Yeah. yeah. That was it. So I like, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of with you. Like I'm a little bit indifferent. I was pretty indifferent on them in breath of the wild. Like they were just there. They were characters. Impa was kind of, eh, you know, yeah. Uh, she was yeah. cool in age of calamity, but the whole of age of calamity is kind of like, eh, you know? So, um, yeah, uh, that's not really much of an answer. I'm sorry. Let's see if we can do better on your second question. Um, Hyrule photographer asks, the thing Zelda is holding in the Tears of the Kingdom concept art is not the Sheikah Slate. What do you think that is, and would it be similar to a Sheikah Slate, and what new skills will it have? So, I mean, it looks like a Nintendo Switch. That's what it, it looks does. like. And I'm uh, sure it's, it's designed exactly to look like a Nintendo Switch. Yeah. My thing is that I think it is the Sheikah Slate. I well, agree. here's the thing, too. Do we really know that there's only one Sheikah Slate? When Zelda's introducing it to Link, she says, that's a Sheikah Slate, not that's the Sheikah Slate, you know? And why would they only have one for all of this technology? There's probably tons buried. Maybe they've unburied a new one. Maybe they've updated the one that we know now. Maybe they've just created a new one because Zelda's like, hey, Link usually uses this. Now I want my own, you know? Yeah. Or vice versa. You know, I, clearly Link isn't going to be using it, but I just think it's just an upgraded version or they found another one or whatever have you like but yeah i agree that it looks like the the switch which is cool yeah i i mean it looks pretty much like a chic like a chic slate like there's not mm -hmm. really that much difference like 
I'm I'm looking at a picture of the Sheikah Slate now, and it has like um, hand grips on it, whereas mm-hmm. the one that Zelda is holding, the only difference looks like that there's no hand grips, and that she's mm-hmm. just like holding it like you would a Switch, yeah. which I I want to say like I mean the first like Sheikah Slate was kind of designed to look like or be the at least somewhat similar to the Wii U gamepad, which mm-hmm. I realize doesn't have those grips, but like you know. So I think that the Sheikah Slate maybe just got like a facelift from yep. game one to game two. Um, and I think it's probably as simple as that. Yeah, because it's technology and it could be upgraded. So it's not like an artifact that you can't change whatsoever. It's literally tech. So you can always change tech. Yeah, um, which uh, like I, I think is maybe a disappointing answer, but I, I'm pretty sure mm. I'm pretty sure that's what it's going to be. You know, Metroid, like you, uh, Samus' ship changes from game to game, right? And it's just like a new upgraded ship. No explanation needed. It's the same thing. It does the same function, flies. I think this is going to kind of be the same idea here. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I also don't think that the Sheikah Slate is going to be used that much in this game. Yeah. Like, I think Ruins themselves, like, we've seen that Link, they're going to be attached to Link's arm. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I think that the Sheikah Slate is going to be downplayed in this game. So, there we go. There you go. Um, all right. Well, that was our last theory. That was it. That was all. Cool. How are you feeling, Al? I feel good. Like, I feel like at least that trailer gave us a little bit more to go off of, to talk about, to theorize about. Because before, it was just like, what could we theorize about that we haven't over and over and over and over again? Yeah, what more totally. questions could people ask that we haven't dug into the ground already? So... I thought it, I'm glad that it gave us a little bit more to go off of, but still, like, we literally know nothing. It's just so frustrating. It is. I'm sorry that we get onto that every week, but it's just, it, it, it is. It's frustrating for us. Well, I, like, again, I, I feel like a broken record. I've said this a hundred times. I must have said it more, actually, but, like, I still think, I still think this looks more like Breath of the Wild 2 than it does Tears of the Kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so... So we are going to need some stuff. And, like, if some of the things that we think could be a possibility, like weapon crafting, like uh, like a, a dark underground portion of the map, like dungeons, like, let's get some let's get some confirmation on that so we can start, like, forging an identity for Tears of the Kingdom. Because it still, it still has the identity, in my mind, of just being, like, the sequel to Breath of the Wild. And, yeah. and I think if it doesn't, like, have that, it's just, it's destined to live in the shadow, the large shadow that Breath of the Wild casts. So, we'll see. It, it, you know, like I said, this this has the potential to both be an amazing game of the year caliber game and the most disappointing game in the entire series at the same time. Yep. So we'll I see. agree. But I am going to say it's not. So I'm, I'm, gonna, gonna, put, I'm, I'm keeping the hope I'm alive. Put, I think, I'm I think they got something the for universe. us. Like, they got yeah. something. That they're just, they're not, they're not showing us. And I don't know why, but I don't know. I'm going to have to phone my uncle at Nintendo and get them to get that story trailer out there <laughs> pronto. Um, okay, that is it. That's all. We are going to get out of here. Thank you so much to everybody for submitting your questions and your theories and your comments and your reviews. I want to thank everybody again for those. I don't check them as much as I should. But uh, they are very appreciated. So thank you so much. Um, you know where to find us. You can check us out over on Twitter at the ZeldaCast, at Spateri316, at Allison Aletha. And you can check us out wherever you get your podcast. Uh, like, subscribe, 
Five star reviews, pretty sweet. Thanks guys, keep it rolling in. Um, and you can check us out over on Twitch every single week. We live stream the show, twitch.tv forward slash the ZeldaCast. So you can see our mugs in live and beautiful color if you want to come and hang out with us. All right, that is going to do it for us. We are out of here. Until next week, everybody, take care. <laughs>